Hello, welcome back to the Every Effort Podcast. If you are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest, just like we are with all of the craziness that is young adult life, you are in the right place. I'm Matt, and I've got my co-host Jocelyn here with me. Hey guys, my name is Jocelyn. I feel like now that we're married, we can add co-worker, co-host, co-inhabitant. Yeah, Yeah, there's a long, long list. Co-pilot. We've got everything (laughs) going for us now. So we are co-a lot of things. But this is probably one of our favorite moments of the week that we get to share together. Yes, we release an episode every Tuesday. So any time of the week that you are free, you can pull up the Every Effort podcast and we will have something new, something fresh and inviting for you as a curious person about Christian lensed topics or as a Christian yourself, we are open. We just like to talk about what's going on in the world and how to interpret it in a godly way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And full disclosure, Jocelyn and I are recovering from our first Pilates class yesterday. Yes, that was tough. It was tough. (laughs) I'm feeling better than expected. Like all the instructors talked about how it tears all the fibers in your muscles, which sounded terrifying, but actually feel pretty good today. Yes, they want you to chase the shake. So if your muscles are shaking, then that's like a good thing because it means you're growing, which makes sense, right? It's not that much different from like weightlifting. Yeah, but you are, man, you hold those positions for a long time. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's the one part I wasn't too happy about. (laughs) They call it low impact, high intensity, right? Mm -hmm. So you're doing a move and it's just excruciatingly slow. (laughs) I'm, I'm, and my mind moves like a thousand miles an hour. So I'm like, I, that class truly like took all my attention. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. our, my best friend Matt invited us, so it was cool to kind of go along and do it as like a group trauma bonding experience. But the like preppy instructor who's like, and we got our last 10 seconds here. And you're just I like, know. oh my gosh, yeah. I can't do two more. <laughs> yeah. Happening? Okay. What I didn't appreciate about the instructor, though, was <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, we're going to move into child's pose stretch in 10 seconds oh, and like yeah. I, I would always yeah. like start getting into him like oh thank goodness and then i'd be like oh shoot i have to keep going <laughs> and yeah that was that was hard but it's like you d- you feel like you didn't work out afterwards and then the next day you're like whoa i can't get up yeah it it's worth doing occasionally i think it would be really hard if that's like your source of working out but yeah we will we will let you know how we feel next week if we're still yes. if we're still able to walk. Well, this episode is not quite about Pilates, although it is about growing our mind and stretching the fibers of your brain, not to the point of shaking. But we are talking about whether God is reasonable reasonable and negotiable. I always thought this was a very interesting topic because it's not talked about a lot and I really do believe that God is negotiable and that actually makes living Christian life a lot easier once Mm -hmm. we get more in depth into it so you can understand. But yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one because on one hand, we totally believe like God isn't a vending machine. Like you don't say like, hey God, give me a Lamborghini and then a Lamborghini appears. But at the same time, like it, it would be 
so isolating and so scary to think that God just doesn't listen to what you say. Like, you know, if you're experiencing something and you're crying out to imagine that God wouldn't change his mind, wouldn't hear, or at least, you know, understand and have compassion on your pain would be horrifying. So it's like, where, where in the middle of those two things is he? Like, if I say, hey, God, these are the reasons that I want this, will he listen? If he sees my pain, is that what he responds to? Mm -hmm. So I think this will be kind of fun to dive into some of the, like, some of the biblical stories where we saw someone reason with God, maybe we saw someone not reason with God, and where did that go? Yeah, and we all know, like, prayer does make a difference in our lives, right? Like, it's a way of interceding into God's ultimate plan, but I think we forget that, like, God can change his mind until a specific decision has been made you know Mm -hmm. if you ask him for the sky to be purple tomorrow right extreme example here (laughs) like it's he hasn't said no until tomorrow has ended Hmm. so i think that that is important to think about as a concept because you can continuously pray through something even though it seems like a decision has already been made by God, I think that there can always still be hope. And yeah, sometimes the answer is no to things that he says Mm -hmm. um, or grants. And that is a part of our Christian living is we don't get what we want all the time. But there's a lot of in-between. And I think that's the interesting part. Yeah, I think the thing to keep in mind is how many different ways there are for God to answer the prayer, right? There's clearly Mm -hmm. the not yet or not in this way, but there's like the very practical way of delivering what you asked for. There's Mm -hmm. the way of giving you what you really need instead of what you asked for. And then one that I hear and I think is really important to keep in mind, especially for me, is that all of the prayers will be answered. It just might be when we get to heaven, right? Like it might not happen until then, but at that moment, every prayer we have will be answered. So whether it feels like you aren't being heard now, it might just not be something that can be delivered until that moment. And, you know, having that moment in mind and knowing that all of those prayers, all those questions, all those hurts will be answered and, and resolved and healed is really, really exciting, even though it, you know, feels like a long time for us now. I'm not sure that he always answers everything in the way that we want it to that's true okay because you were saying like he resolves and heals everything that we pray for right not in the exact same way that we're looking for but in the sense that everything that we every need we have every sorrow we experience will all be made right right yeah at the end but the big question of today's episode is can you reason with god and is he actually reasonable And Isaiah 118 is a big inspiration of today's episode. It says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. So pretty much God is saying like, hey, we can have a conversation. If there's something you don't like, I am HR. (laughs) Well, I think it's cool that in the same breath as talking about how to reason together, it talks about how forgiven our sins are. Because it's easy to say, like, oh, why would God listen to me? I've sinned, I've strayed, I'm not as close to him as I should be. But this is saying, look, I'm going to make all those things right. Come to me, let's let's talk, let's get to know each other. In some cases, like, God has wrestled with people in the Bible, right? Like, there mm-hmm. are all these different ways that he can relate and have a relationship with you. You're not limited by your worldliness or what you've done. I think wrestling is a good word for reasoning too, because when you reason with someone, you're trying to 
like meet in the middle. And I, and I mean, wrestling is about winning, but like <laughs> you're still like struggling to like get something, uh, something that you desired out of, out of the situation. And I think another big thing about the wrestling kind of story that I think of is like how intimate that is. Like you're like, you are tight arm to arm, like pressed up against each other. Like, Mm -hmm. even though it might not be like a friendly hug, you are as close as you could get to that person. So, you know, I've heard people kind of use it as an analogy, like, hey, even if you're wrestling with God, like you're with God, even if you're Mm -hmm. questioning and asking things and unsure, like as long as you're there and you're with him, that's as close as you can get. Right. So starting from the beginning, Genesis 18, and this is just a paraphrase, guys, but um, it's the story of Adam interceding for Sodom. And if you recall, God was pretty much going to destroy this city. It wasn't doing very good things in its lifespan. And God was like, you know what? I think it's better to get rid of this place because their evil is just infiltrating everything good that I created. And what was interesting is Adam knew about this and he was concerned about all the potential good people that were going to be in that city. Right. And so the initial plan was God was like, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy everything. And then Abraham was like, well, what if there are like 50 righteous people in that city? Like, are you going to like, wouldn't you spare it for those like 50 good people? And, God was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. But then what happens is those 50 people don't exist. And so Abraham was like, wait, okay, before you destroy it, what about 45 people? And this conversation keeps repeating itself, like 45, 30, 20, and eventually 10. And I mean, unfortunately, the I think the moral of the story was there were no righteous people there, but besides the point what was important about this is that it was a back and forth conversation right no god was like very clearly listening to abraham and understanding his concerns and kind of abraham's heart of looking out for his people and god was like very receptive to it that he would you know spare some big plan that he had just to keep in mind those who loved him and those who cared about him so essentially like god had god had really made up his mind every single at every single number that Abraham proposed. And even though God said like, okay, good deal. Like he, he came back to Abraham and like updated him about the situation. And Abraham still challenged God there. And like, God didn't take that to fall. I think God actually liked having a back and forth conversation. Like, I think he wants us to talk to him in that way. Hmm. I mean, obviously, Abraham understood God's will and kind of God's intention and heart a lot more by asking those questions than just, you know, by witnessing or standing by. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like getting us involved in the story as well. Right. And I think, you know, the I think we learn a lot from it, like Abraham did. And God is able to move in like a real time way where it's like, oh, yeah, God is doesn't just pop in and pop out every time we pray or are not praying. Like it's, this is a conversation, a continuous thing that's happening. 
Yeah, and I mean, what a blessing to be able to access that, right? To be able to hear God's reasoning, God's understanding of things, why he's like motivated to do the things, and for him to hear your pleas is pretty amazing. And you don't have to be someone as legendary as Abraham for that to happen. Right. So one great way that you all can support the show and all the great stuff that we're trying to do here, all the kind of fun conversations and the encouragement we try to bring is to rate and review the show. It's a great way to get the word out there, to get the podcast in front of as many people as possible so we can just continue growing this great community. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you can leave us a five-star rating and a quick review, we'd really appreciate it. So there's another aspect to the word reason and that is reasonable so you can have reason and be reasonable in a way that's like okay i'm negotiable but then there's also the reasonable that is like it makes sense Hmm. like oh yeah that's reasonable like right like a dollar for a candy that's but five dollars for a candy bar is unreasonable right so it's like you can reason, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is like justified or that it makes sense. So in that definition of the word of is God actually actually reasonable, for example, in the story of destroying Sodom, is God reasonable at all for even considering to destroy a city of people? Hmm. That's a great question. I mean, I think it comes back so much to god's reasoning behind wanting to do that right all of the sins and all of the atrocities that were happening that you know were somewhat limited to the city but in a bigger sense could be affecting god's people could be affecting god's creation so i think in some ways you could see it as kind of a you know god's protection over the earth and then abraham is kind of bringing up this point of hey what about the people in there who might need protecting so i think Mm -hmm. it's easy to look at that as such an extreme thing and see how could that be reasonable but i think when we think of the bigger picture of god's creation and god's kind of protection and fatherhood right if there was something that was affecting your child or something that was affecting your family then you would say let's let's remove that part like that part's no good we need to get that out of here so it seems very extreme reading that right that god's gonna incinerate a city basically but then when you hear abraham's plea i think you get a better picture of what god's intention was behind that yeah the only way for it to be reasonable that god would destroy people is if god were by nature a good god and Mm. he saw the big picture and saw everything that we couldn't see so that's the only way i think that we can actually want to trust and believe and follow a god is like he is good and all-knowing and he knows that this is the best for like the most amount of people or has the best effect on the world overall Mm -hmm. uh yeah like i don't think people have that kind of knowledge to make that decision um unfortunately it has happened though where people were like you know what we're gonna have to destroy the city and maybe that was the right choice but yeah it's just kind of kind of interesting i feel like I feel like God is attacked more about destroying a city than like our country was about destroying like Hiroshima. And, you know, that's just what I've noticed. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's easy to say that's in God's place, right? God has the perspective. God literally created all of it. So who are we to come in and destroy that or to think that we have 
the perspective or the ability. So I think you're right that the criticism is much more deserved for us coming in and destroying our fellow man than the God who created us all to say, this is what's right, this is what's not, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. If a person wants to hate God for making these extreme decisions, then I think it's more of an issue about God than the decision itself, because we see our government and people making similar decisions that result in destruction, but there's a reason behind it, you know, and not everyone is going to want to understand what you say and what your reasoning is. And that is a part of life. Yeah. And I think it's easy to wonder why and how with all these things. But at the end of the day, we live in an imperfect world. And so these things are going to happen and decisions like that need to be made. And we can have faith that, you know, God is acting in accordance with his greater plan that will be for the good of all of us who love him. And I think a couple of those examples like Sodom, we kind of got to see a little bit of God reasoning or just kind of speaking out his reason. But I think there are a couple of good examples that I really enjoyed that are God actually like changing his mind, like being persuaded or hearing a plea. And the first one that came to mind for me was uh, the story of Hezekiah. So I'll read a little bit from the book of Second Kings. So it says, In those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to him and said, This is what the Lord says. Put your house in order because you are going to die. You will not recover. So, very cut and clear, right? Hezekiah (laughs) says, Hezekiah hears the news from the prophet, you're going to die. Right. And It sounds pretty definite to me. (laughs) Right. No, put your house in order. You will not recover. Yeah, I know. There's no getting out of it. It's very clear. And so, as anyone would do, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember, Lord, how I have walked before you faithfully and with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good with your eyes, good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. So here is Hezekiah's kind of plea, right? Just like anyone would do. Like, God, I've, I've done all the things you've asked me to do. How could this happen? And not, not being angry at God, not like accusing him, but just saying, oh my gosh, I've, I feel like I've done everything right. What is happening, right? Just, just overcome with emotion. And so it says, Before Isaiah had left the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the ruler of my people, this is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. It seems like God likes numbers. Maybe he's a numbers guy. You just got to be like, hey, more more years, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to, to me, what's so amazing about this is Hezekiah never directly says, give me more time. Give me more years. He just says, God, I've, I've followed you. Like, I've done what's good in your eyes. And he's just overcome with emotion and yeah. unprompted, unheard. And the line to me that really gets me is um, that... The Lord tells through Isaiah, I have heard your prayer and seen your tears, right? Like God sees exactly what's happening, understands, has compassion on that, and does a lot more than just adds to his life, right? He's going to give them the city. He's going to deliver them from kind of the bondage of Assyria. Like there's so much that God is doing because he sees that this man who is after his heart cares and is is struggling. Right, right. And again, it's like that, that intercession of prayer of like, everything seemed so definite and so sure. And Hezekiah was just like, 
I don't want this to happen, God. Like, can you change it? Kind of reminds me of when Jesus, too, was asking God, like, if you can deliver this cup from me, like, please, right? Like, mm-hmm. essentially begging. And God didn't answer Jesus, like his own son. So, again, like, it's not something that we expect of God to answer our prayers, but it is a huge hope that, like, until the very end, we can constantly hope, right? Like, even until the point of death, like, there's always something to hope for. Right. And it's also, you know, it's not something that we have to do perfectly. Like, Hezekiah didn't have some beautiful prayer or some persuasion or some argument. Like, that's interesting that you think of Jesus, because I think of the criminal who was crucified next to Jesus, who literally just says, remember me. Like, he, he doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know how to say. He barely knows who Jesus is. And all it takes is just sharing your heart with God. And he mm-hmm. sees it. He sees your tears. He hears your prayer. And like Hezekiah, there's no argument. There's no reasoning. It's just, Lord, I've done what's right for you. Like, I, I'm overcome with emotion. I'm, I'm crying. And yeah. God sees that and has compassion on you. And imagine if he, if Hezekiah, like, hadn't have prayed that prayer, right? Like, who knows how that story would have ended. And it's mm-hmm. just this idea that prayer does work. And it's in ways that we don't expect. And just because we feel like, oh, I, I didn't pray about this. There's no point anymore. Like, no, like there's always a point until something is finished, right? There's always an opportunity to still pray. Yeah. And I mean, the story of Hezekiah is a man who followed God's heart, right? Who did what was right in the Lord and pleaded and received. But then I also wanted to leave us with one last story from Exodus, which is kind of the opposite. People who weren't following God's orders and who were straying from God, but God still heard the prayers of one of his followers. So this is a story from Exodus chapter 32. Um, To kind of preface where I'll jump in, I'll jump in at verse 7, but just before this, this is when the Israelites created a golden calf and started worshiping it. So getting as far as you can from God, worshiping some idol, not caring, like just breaking every commandment you could think of. This is about as far as you could stray from worshiping God. So it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go down, because your people whom you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded, and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it, and have said, These are your gods, Israel, whom you brought out whom brought you out of Egypt. So not only are they worshiping this thing, they're thinking the idol for bringing them out of Egypt, like just disregarding all of the good things that God had done for them. And so then it says, I have seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are a stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone, for my anger might burn against them, and I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. So God's made up his mind. Like, this is what's going to happen. This is the end of Israel as we know it. Yeah. But then it says, But Moses sought favor with the Lord his God. Lord, he said, Why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them out, to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, to whom you swore by your own self, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all the land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever." Then the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster he had threatened. Nice. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty amazing, right? Yeah. And I guess kind of the common thread between this and Hezekiah is Moses brings up, hey, there are these good people. Like, these are right. the promises you made. These are the people who followed you faithfully. And so mm -hmm. with them in mind, spare these people who have strayed and disobeyed you. Right. The people who, who don't deserve it. Yep, that sounds uh, like a pretty reasonable guy to me. <laughs> so um, I hope this episode has encouraged you guys to just you know, bring, bring back that thing that you have been struggling with for so long and thought that you've done everything that you could, like, there's always still an opportunity to pray for that. Or when you think that you've already gotten the doctor's results or um, a single test result, like, it's not the end of the story there. There's always room to, to keep praying and to express yourself to God and to ask him for a different outcome. It doesn't matter what the final say is. It It's not over until it's over. Keep the faith and keep on praying. Yeah. Are you making every effort to listen? You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Every Effort Podcast. And guess what, guys? This is super exciting because we are also on YouTube now. We're hitting all of the the streams and just growing little by little. And thanks to your support, we're able to expand little by little. So give us a subscribe. It'll help us in growing that side and reach out more people who would like to listen and learn more about every effort and share with a friend and contact us if there's anything you'd like to share, any topics you want to hear about. There's so many ways to get connected and plugged in. We'll see you next week.